very enlightened about their own bodies. And it blows my mind because I drilled so deeply on fight or flight. I was working with a group of 10 psychologists and I got to one part of my talk and I'm like, well, I know you guys probably all know this. And they were all shaking their heads. Like they don't. So what you were saying, like self-efficacy, how we take care of ourselves, but I've gone so deep on the one thing that it's really enlightening to a lot of people. And I didn't even realize that that would be the case. When I'm working with a financial planner, sure, I don't expect him to know what fight or flight's doing to him, you know? So I go really deeply on that first. And, and I do it in some really fun ways because stress is like a really downer subject. So I inject a lot of humor. I share a lot of real stories for myself and from clients who allow me to share so that people feel really connected and in. And then I give them my three-step method and we start working with this method. So the first step is to identify targets. It's kind of like that why idea. Hey there, my friend. Welcome to the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina. I am a cardiothoracic surgery PA with a background in public health and neuroscience. I'm also your peak performance coach. I had to say no to working extreme long hours where I was always on call and feeling exhausted, underappreciated, and undervalued, and said, heck yes, to a life and career that elevates my energy and passion without compromising my health and sanity. Now, I'm on the mission to support ambitious healthcare professional like you with a demanding career to become a confident leader who are living purposefully and fulfilled to truly be both a powerhouse in your career and a passionate person in life. Let's start our journey today. Hi, everyone. This is Sabrina, your host for the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals Podcast. And today we have the honor of having Elle Ingo with us. And she and I met, actually, I would say like a few months ago. And now we kind of clicked on when we chatted before. And I were like, oh, let's do something together. And especially both of us are in that coaching mindset, really wanted to spread our message in the way of mental and physical wellness. And so Elle is a speaker, an author, and a high-performance coach. She is the creator of Pressure-Free Method, and we'll dive deeper on what that means. And on-the-go stress management method, she helps people up-level their performance with less stress, anxiety, and burnout. Her clients experience improved cognitive and physical health and performance reducing and even eliminating chronic diseases. She is a former member of the Forbes Coaches Council and holds three degrees from the University of Michigan. Woof. And I believe that Elle will be a huge, great resource for us today. So welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so glad we're here together, Sabrina. It was great when we met and I know that you know we have so much to share with your particular audience as healthcare workers. Yeah. And, you know, it was the healthcare, especially with the pandemic. Now, people are being forced to stay home. Some people have to go into the hospital and clinic versus other people are being furloughed. And that creates more stress than ever before. Now, healthcare professionals being shown as one of the 
professional who has even more burnout and stress creation than any other professional on average, at least in America. So for having you here talking to us about these methods, pressure-free method, and how to create these healthier learning environment, right? Life environment is so crucial. So would you like to take a few minutes to tell us your story and what really intrigued you to become a coach and then to earn these all these degrees and be with Forbes, all the fun stuff. Sure. I have to credit a mentor and my own kids. I have three boys for this thing even starting. So I am not a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist. I am a performer. So I'm a violinist, a conductor, and I got my MBA at Michigan. I was an executive for a long time. So I'm coming to stress and performance from a performance angle. And it was back in 2010, I was creating my own business. It actually was a financial business when I put a mentor in my life. And I'm, I'm a firm believer in putting coaches and mentors in my life. I've had them pretty much my entire life, private coaches, private mentors. And I put this person in my life. He took a look at what I was doing and thought it was okay. But then he said, I looked at your bio online and this is not what you should be doing. And I was kind of like, okay, I've worked so hard on this and you're telling me to shelve it. And, and he goes, yeah, I kind of am, but just stay open. You can keep working on this thing if you want, but stay open. And his advice was so amazing because just two nights later, our sons, we were all sitting around the dining room table, just kind of shooting the breeze. And my eldest son, they were in high school and he goes, mother, you should coach our baseball team in your mental toughness tips. We would be state champions. And I was like, What? So I looked at my middle son, Ned, and he's like, we want you, mom. We want you. And I go, you seriously want me in the dugout? Like, that's weird. And they go, no, no, we really do. Take it to the coaches, you know, tell them what you do. So I wrote up a little thing. My husband put some funny baseball graphics in it. I had a pamphlet and I took it to the coaches. The head coach on the spot hired me to be his private coach. He just says, what you have here, I need this. It was 2010 and he was a financial planner. And the stress was just off the charts for him. He said he would have a panic attack just looking at the phone and getting a phone call in. So healthcare workers know that feeling. It's an incredible, horrible feeling to know that you're not able to control your stress. And that's where he was. So I had a private client. Then I, I've been teaching for years at a college and I was shooting the breeze with my department head. And I said, let me show you what I'm doing these days. And she pulled out her checkbook and said, I need to work with you right now. Can we start tomorrow? So I had two paying clients and a whole baseball team. And that was 2010. But I really have to back up. So although I was in music and a business major at Michigan, one of my favorite libraries on campus was the medical library. We didn't have any internet back then. If you wanted to do research, you had to go to a library. And I would go to dig in on performance and brain health. And I learned so much in my research and studies, just digging in and reading comprehensive studies on how to perform at a high level, how to, you know, and we didn't even have the same words we have today about anxiety and stress. Nobody talked about having an anxiety attack. We didn't even use those words in the 80s. So it was really kind of cool to come many years later back to some of those same concepts and dig into research again. And then I have what I call a download from above. I codified my method. I created the method. I started teaching it. And people started just having so many incredible things happen to them by using this very simple method. 
So that's how it got started. It was very organic. I didn't like wake up one day and say, oh, I'm going to be a high performance coach and teach people how to (laughs) de-stress. It was people coming to me and asking me to do it. And even my mentor, when I told him what I was like, this new thing I was going to try, he just got this huge smile on his face. And he's like, this is what you're supposed to do. This is why you're on the planet. And even just recently, as he's watched my business, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, it goes like this, as far as money goes, right? It's like not easy. And it's funny. He just recently said to me, I'm so happy you stuck with it. And then it's been successful because I would have felt really awful giving you that advice. <laughs> it didn't turn out. So 10 years in, you know, I survived all the things that a small business survives. And um, I've coached people of all ages, many medical professionals. I've spoken at medical symposiums that have broadcast in other cities. And it's really been fun to work with professionals of all kinds. But I really love working with medical professionals because there's such a ripple effect to what I have to share. Yeah, I think that's a great share. It's uh, just similar to my experience that I, in a way of, you know, your resources, you know, your background, you know, you can do all this and you're in a position where it's not exactly what you picture as a perfect, you have these skills to make you something even better. And then something that you didn't even know that you had and to someone else point out for you. I feel like a a lot of us are that way, right? I also became a coach because my personal journey was feeling burned out, feeling that I'm constantly going and feeling like you have a chip on your shoulder. Nobody can do what you can do. Or if you wanted to delegate, people look at you funny, like how can you, the weak one can't do it, right? And then uh, going through that journey, I'm like, okay, actually I did my thesis for self-care, self-efficacy so long ago. How did I not apply this to myself, right? And also even for my students, when I'm teaching them for surgery, but also talking to them about life, how do you really pick your best job? I'm already coaching that. And what the feedback mostly from everybody is like, oh, thank you, Sabrina. I I love everything that you told me, right? Just like you else experienced, people noticed some skills in you that you thought was so easy almost, right? And it come natural for us. So we don't even see that as a skill that other people need until someone really recognize that in you. And then you ignite that lightness that sparkle and actually do something with it. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I've created a ton of courses. I'm really, I love writing curriculum, creating. And so in addition to my private coaching, I've written course books and I have online courses and I actually have a whole entire year of courses called Pressure Free You that people can dive into. There's so much for people to learn. For me, you know, I just love it. I love doing that kind of work and and working privately with people like you do. I mean, it's just so incredibly rewarding. Yeah, awesome. So what do you see that for most people that come to you, what's the first step that you help them with? Yeah, so the first thing that I do is I explain to them what fight or flight really does to them. And it's really a chance for people to get very enlightened about their own bodies. And it blows my mind because I drilled so deeply on fight or flight. I was working with a group of 10 psychologists and I got to one part of my talk and I'm like, well, I know you guys probably all know this. And they were all shaking their heads like they don't. So what you were saying, like self-efficacy, how we take care of ourselves. But I've gone so deep on the one thing that it's really enlightening to a lot of people. And I didn't even realize that that would be the case. 
when I'm working with a financial planner, sure, I don't expect him to know what fight or flight's doing to him, you know? So I go really deeply on that first. And, and I do it in some really fun ways because stress is like a really downer subject. So I inject a lot of humor. I share a lot of real stories for myself and from clients who allow me to share so that people feel really connected and in. And then I give them my three-step method. And we start working with this method. So the first step is to identify targets. It's kind of like that why idea, like the life wheel that you've put together. So with my targets, it's more basically what do people want or what don't they want? For example, you might have a um, genetic predisposition to a particular disease. And you're like, well, you know what? I just don't want heart disease or I don't want cancer. I'm keeping myself really clean because I don't want this. Or, you know, what is it that you don't want? What is it that you want? And I help them identify a few really key targets that are going to be the fuel for using this method. I do that intake in order for me to make sure I'm on track with them. And then the second step is identifying triggers. So there are no more saber-toothed tigers, but what we have today are anything that make you feel annoyed or angry, anxious or afraid, and any kind of shame. So if you feel ashamed about things, like you were mentioning, like it's so easy to feel ashamed that we don't even understand our, our gifts and talents. Like, you know? And if we're perfectionists, perfectionists definitely don't want to be caught in that trap of not completing something or not doing something. So we can feel some shame about those things. And most of my clients are high achievers. I've worked with students as young as 10 and they tend to be uber, uber athletes or uber academicians. You know, they're very, very gifted. So high achievers are, they love what I do because it's on the go and you don't need to slow down or take time off. It's a very different stress rejection method. So triggers, what makes you feel those emotions? When you can get really clear about it, and I'm talking about small stuff, for example, sounds. I'm a professional violinist and certain sounds are definite triggers for me. If someone burns toast in the toaster oven, that is a trigger for me. I used to live in an old house, a beautiful old house, but the front door would stick when it's humid. I live in Michigan. It's going to be humid. And so I'd have to put my violin and everything down and I have to fiddle with the door. So that was triggering me and I had no idea. So I help people identify all these little ways that they're triggering the stress hormones and they don't even know that they're doing it. So we map out triggers. And then the third step of pressure-free are tools and the 10-second solution. So what I mean by that is from a resting heart rate, it usually takes about 10 seconds for the fight-or-flight stress response to amygdala, heart rate rise, adrenal release, you know, for it all to happen. And 10 seconds is plenty of time to incorporate over 40 tools that I teach in my course. Now, I don't know which tools are going to work for you, so we have to play. And I use that word, Sabrina, really intentionally. We have to play because if we use the word try, it's a cop-out. This is how I learned that that's a cop-out. I'm sure some of your audience and you are, you might be doing something to keep your body healthy. Maybe you run, maybe you swim, bicycle, you're doing something. So I've worked with a lot of athletes in my course, and I had a, a very talented high school runner who was going to give up because his times had plateaued. He wasn't getting faster. And he was very afraid he wasn't going to get a college scholarship. So I went to work with him. And after one session, he took 38 seconds off his 5K PR, which is a huge amount of time. After the second session, he took another 10 seconds off. 
So that was over a minute or 18 seconds, over a minute in a week and a half. And then he ended up getting a great college scholarship. Fast forward to spring track and he asked me to go to his state meet. He saw me at a meet and he knew I had other clients, but he asked if I would specifically go to see him. And here's what I said. I said, oh, I'll try to be there. When I said that word, you know, that's a cop out, right? (laughs) His whole face dropped, right? And I stopped myself and I just looked at this young man and I said, I promise you I'm going to be there. So I show up. He's actually in, he could run in three events. He qualified for three events, but he did the mile first of the 1600. He won a medal. Then he's like, I'm done. I'm not going to run anymore. So his coach and, and his dad, they're all trying to get him to run. He doesn't want to. So they look at me like you convince him. <laughs> so I get up next to him and I just go, I just get him in a better state physically. We're kind of getting posture up. I'm just getting to feel better. And then I don't talk about running. I just go back to my seat on the bleachers. And then he stands up and goes, I'm going to do the 3,200 just for fun. (laughs) And he was seated 22nd and he came in ninth and got a PR that day. (laughs) He was one person away from another medal. So it's like the human being can do so much more. Stress is a thing. Stress and anxiety are things that take us out of our game. So if we can learn how to overcome that and play with these ideas and have fun with it, because we should be having fun on this planet, right? It just really changes things for people. So that's the simple three-step method is what I work with with my clients. And so many triggers are hidden. So we kind of have to dig and it can bring up stuff for people too. So it's like, you know, a shame, something you did like 30 years ago and you still feel guilty that you did something or said something. And that's the block. You know, what are those blocks? You know, where do we need to do some work? And then we craft the life you want, because once you get rid of the stress, you can actually craft what it is you want to do. And, you know, you and I were talking a little bit ahead of time of this broadcast and So with medical professionals, you can feel stuck, like you're here and you can feel stuck for a little while. And that's in all professions. It's like, okay, what do you want next? Why do you want that? You know, how are you going to make that happen? And that's where your coaching comes in too, is like helping people really design their careers and their lives the way they really want them to be. And most people feel a little powerless to do that. And that's why coaching can be so helpful. Yeah, so well said. People don't see their own blind spot. And that's where we come in is we are so smart. Like from all of us that come into our life, all these people with demanding careers, because you're smart, you got yourself there, right? We all have multiple degrees, the letters behind our name, but does that really mean something to you as a person? How are you identifying with that? Are we just continuously working, working, doing the things that we think we know how to do and missing out on things we don't even know? And that's the blind spot where you come in, where I come in, right? It was your example of helping that high school kids was running. The focus shouldn't have been run another game because that puts stress back on him. Instead of with your word of playing, well, if he feels good, right? Physiology has so much to do with how we feel, how we believe, how we really train ourselves. If you naturally feel good from a recent win, you can continue that momentum going forward. But if people are constantly telling you, you have to, then the rebellious side of us start coming out. Then you're like, 
Now I definitely don't want to, right? Like there's a huge difference between doing something good that you want to do versus being told what to do, right? And then for sure is where does everything coming into, right? You you talk about that why idea is definitely very crucial. Yeah, and also what you just mentioned too. Sometimes it's not so much that someone tells us to do something, but there's an expectation. When you're a high performer, there's an expectation, and the expectation may be self-driven expectation. It may be coming from someone else. It may be a combination of the two. And if the expectation hits our brain in a certain way, we can feel crushed by it. Like I don't think I can really do that. You know. On the exactly. other hand, it might come together from both sides and just be a spark and a light to move your forward because you feel like, oh, this person believes in me. So the choice of words, I teach people, in fact, I teach a lot of people who teach and coach and do these other things because if I can teach them, they can teach all their students, they can teach all their people. It's so much about how we are delivering. I was coaching my own son's team. Now they have a company. They hired me for an entire year process. So they're in my pressure-free living business certification program, the entire company. So I was working with them all. All but one are in their 20s. And one of my sons gets on and goes, well, I think I feel this way because my parents never told me what to do. (laughs) It was so funny. It's just so funny to be coaching my own kids and for them to share out to the whole team and share stuff like about how we raised our kids. I created this method in 2010 and that son was 10 years old. When I taught it to him, like through osmosis, I didn't sit down with him or anything. We just started acting differently as a family, all of us. And for how it benefited him, it was off the charts. So actually, I'm writing a parenting book right now. I am not a parent coach, but pressure-free parenting, it's specifically for high-achieving families, but it's the 10-second solution to reducing stress and anxiety. It's high-achieving students right now. Their anxiety is off the charts, and they're using drugs, all kinds of different drugs, to try and mitigate those feelings of stress and anxiety. And it's harming them. And it's harming their future generations. So it's like, I'm just standing strong for them to use this simple method that you use on the go all day long. It just becomes your daily discipline to not trigger the stress response. And then, I mean, this runner took the ACT again, got two more, two higher points on it because he knew he didn't have test anxiety anymore. He got rid of the test anxiety. So I've worked with um, a nursing program, had me in three times to work with their nursing students and faculty. And the stress of those exams, when I started talking with those students, I mean, it just brought tears to my eyes of how stressed they were. And I'm like, wow. And now you're supposed to heal people? <laughs> like, you know, what is going on here? I think there need to be some systemic change to help people really flourish as healthcare workers. And certainly the work that you do is just so critical for that. Right. And I think what Elle brought up is a crucial thing is we have to play. And everyone has a different way of adapting every uh, preferences. So we all have multiple methods to help with the one goal. But what does that mean to fit into you, right? Elle has a special thing about this 10 second. And with that 10 second, with whatever you can figure out yourself, then we're no longer in the reacting, right? Then we can actually respond to it. Just like my, I have a slew of methods 
was my two-minute exercise to bring your focus back right away. And so you can feel more energized to be able to do the things that's coming up, right? And it's the same concept. Now, if we don't have any of those tools, we just keep going. And that's when we start pushing ourselves to the limit and don't even know how to put a break until your body couldn't handle anymore. It's forcing you to put a break on it. So when we can be in more control in creating harmony, that's when we can go into that optimum state to give the best of you, not what's left of you. Instead of uh, if we keep waiting, right, for something just dramatically changing, yeah. whoa. Yeah, right. Like the things don't just magically happen. Like we kind of have to do it for our own health. And yeah. something else I wanted to talk a little bit more um, is that you mentioned the first thing that you work with people is talking about fight and flight. So tell us more about your research, what you found to help our audience to enlighten that side of as well. Yeah. I like to tell my clients that our bodies are so amazingly built. So fight or flight is built in case we're under attack. In the 21st century, most of us, although I have worked with some people in abuse situations, we're not under attack but we're treating all sorts of little things as if we are. Like, oh no, I'm going to be late to a meeting. Oh no, my hair looks crappy today. Oh no, (laughs) just like so many little things. I have to get my, I'm trying to teach my kids and work at home and blah, blah, blah. It's like so crazy. Um, We've created a very crazy society. And so fight or flight is, you know, to protect us from a true physical attack. And it has a great purpose in that it mobilizes fat and glucose so we can super fight or run away, but you're just driving to work. So the fat and glucose is lining your arteries and building here in your torso. So many things happen. It it takes an hour for me to describe it all. So the first session is like an hour just sharing, you know, all the things, but I want to think about your medical students for a moment and some of the pressure situations that they're in. Here's the thing that I've learned about adrenaline. It gives you a false sense that you're working well. But if you really could, if you could get above and watch how you're actually working, it's false. So for example, um, I'm a really fast typer. Before word, word, uh, you know, word correction and everything, spell check and all that, because I was working in the 80s and 90s, I spelled the word Michigan, Michigan, because my little hands were typing so fast. And you can't correct it. Like you're typing. It's done deal unless you use correction fluid and the whole deal, right? And so I thought that I was like a super, I was addicted to adrenaline. I admit it. I was super mom. I could do so much. I have very big bandwidth. It's unbelievable. Even when I was doing two huge degrees at Michigan, I sewed 300 tulips on my wedding dress. Like what the crap is that? So, you know, just, and I worked two jobs. (laughs) It was just ridiculous. So now I can do even more. So you don't, a type A doesn't become a type B with me. You become a type P where you're productive. You're not burning out on adrenaline. So adrenaline gives you some false senses. And one thing it does is it shuts down your hippocampus, which is why if you're introduced to someone, you can't remember their name five seconds later. It shuts down your cortex, your willpower, your executive decision functioning. So when this is somewhat compromised, You may think you're making the right decision, but if you could do a bird's eye view and actually look at it, you're making wrong decisions. You're making mistakes. And sometimes it'll come back to haunt you what those mistakes are. But when your brain is fully functioning, I can memorize music in minutes that used to take me months. This old brain, 
if my brain can do that, what can a young brain like yours? You know, like I'm 58. So, so it's just incredible to be watching what my son's brains are capable of doing without triggering fight or flight on a daily basis. Now, because of the second flood of hormones, the glucocorticoids, they go out to fix the brain cells and major muscle cells and get the salt, sugar, water content back to normal. So they have a very great purpose. Again, a ton of side effects. So one of the side effects is a drop in the immune system and the floods of hormones will actually really mess with interferon gamma, which will drop up to 90%. So that's being talked about right now with COVID. So interferon gamma is your very first start of your immune system working for you. If that's shut off up to 90%, how can you protect yourself? So I used to get a mosquito bite and it would blow up huge and red and I'd have it for two weeks because my body couldn't heal it. I had eczema all over my hands from my first big violin competition at 13. In 2010, it completely went away. Like I would never show my hand on camera. And these knuckles were cracked and bleeding. I was in denial though, because I liked adrenaline. (laughs) I was in denial. I didn't know any other way. That's the thing. I think when you're a high performer with a big bandwidth, you're just used to really going and you don't know any other way. Now I get more done, more effectively. I have more playtime. One of my new colleagues that I met through our program, or a different program, actually, she's like, she's a psychologist in the UK and she goes, you're so busy. I'm like, no, I'm not. (laughs) I don't ever feel busy. I feel amazing pretty much all day long now. And I'm a human being, so there will be days when I do trigger the stress response. That unexpected thing happened. I had a truck kind of veer into my lane yesterday and I felt, I felt it. And I was like, oh, I see that. But now I know how to recover faster, which is super cool. So I have a whole session just on recovery tools. But when you can understand, like those are just the brain things and the immune system thing are just two of so many side effects of these stress hormones. And if you're a male, it takes up to nine hours to dissipate all the stress hormones out of the cells in your batch normal. For a female, it's up to 24 hours. I cried when I learned that. I'm like, okay, when was I last clean? I've never taken a smoke of a cigarette or anything like that trying to keep my body healthy, but I've been triggering stress hormones since I was a tiny girl until 2010. So it's like, oh my goodness, you know, this is a whole new world and a whole new way to be. And so 24 hours is too long. Nine hours is too long. That's why if you go to sleep, you wake up in the morning and you're fatigued. Your body was doing work all night long, just trying to deal with stress hormones alone, let let alone all the other processes that have to happen. So basically, I'm all about getting your processes working. Then the sky's the limit. Exactly. Because our own potential is unlimited, but we have to have a physical body in the optimum state for it to function, for it to carry out anything that you want to do and anything that you feel like that you still have the ability, the bandwidth to do more. Mm -hmm. And I totally agree, right? Many of us is that perfectionist. You carry a lot of high expectation for yourself. And then um, something that I also talk about similar to else is that you have 10 different self-sabotaging ideas that constantly going at you. And if we can identify these things sooner and knowing that to have zero judgment is probably hard, really hard in life. But if we even recognize, oh, 
I feel like that person is working too slow. That's me judging. If I can even recognize that and then feel like, you know what? It takes them some time to learn and that's okay. Everyone has a different way of doing things. And Mm -hmm. then your stress levels start coming down because then become empathetic thinking instead of putting pressure on yourself and on the other person. So all these methods that really come together, just like what else is, if you're stressed, your body acting out in different ways to manifest that. And it drives the internal body. Just the simplest way is when we're sick, we feel sleepy because immunity takes a lot of your energy. You need to go into that REM sleep, the time where your body is not really alert or acting, right? Like trying to fight with your internal energy. Do I heal myself or do I have to go to work, right? Do I have to go shopping like for food, right? And it's amazing that... uh, these things that Al has put together. And uh, I thank you guys for listening in today. Before we wrap up, I always ask our speakers, the more we can self-reflect, the more we know, the more authentic we are, and the less we can have unexpected roadblocks in life. So Al took the my little assessment um, to find out what could be the number one killer in your life to create that harmony and balance that we truly want. So I share with her her life will before our session. So Al, would you like to share a little bit, like anything surprising for you, anything you would do differently? Yeah, I think that um, the one about social, I'm used to go like going out to Colorado twice a year and working with my business partner. And we talk every single weekday together. So I have that. But I really like being phys- in physical proximity with people. And so COVID has really been difficult for me that way. Yet I've had just a total blast having my son home from college because he can't be there. So, so there's been like pros and cons. But when I took your assessment, like that one really stuck out at me. Like I really do like being with people. I'm, I'm a performer. I'm used to being on stage. And when my speaking engagements were, you know, shut down, that was very hard fiscal financially, but also um, spiritually. So spiritual was the other one that I put that it's kind of strange since I became pressure free, since I started using my method um, and it's been 10 years now, I almost feel, in fact, one of my sons says, you know, it's like a religion because it's like I'm in a different space now where I'm very, very connected and enlightened pretty much all my day. Whereas before I used to put in specific things to help me with that. However, I do, I would like to study, I've studied a lot of religions, world religions in my lifetime. I would like to delve into some that I have not studied. So that came up for me from your wheel. And so, yeah, some more reading to do. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I'm glad that uh, something great came out of that as well. And for anybody who really wanted to connect with you, how would they find you? Yeah, you can go to lingles.com or pressure-free.com and you will see a way to just connect to me, contact button. That's the fastest way for us to get together. And, you know, you can tour my site, go around on it with the courses. I actually do free webinars on there um, where you can start learning the method right away in those um, different courses. And yeah, but I'd love a private talk, you know, with anyone that's working with you, Sabrina. I mean, you're just you know, we have a lot of synergy with the kinds of things that we do. And, you know, also you and I have invested in coaches. We invested in speaking coaches at a very high level. I've been investing in high level coaching 
since 2012. It really does propel you into a new life and into something that is so worthwhile. It's really worth investing in yourself. It really is. And sometimes I kind of feel like it's getting a, like getting another degree in a way. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Right. Like I felt like, you know, for me coming out was multiple masters, multiple uh, bachelor. And then you go into a field that is still new, right? Business is new. So of course, why not leverage on other people's knowledge? Because they can teach us to get things done in weeks and months. If we have to do it ourselves, it might take years to get to the same level. Because yes, we're all smart, we can learn it. But why go to the hurdle of figure things out when you can just go a direct A to Z? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's really important and very helpful. And you know, I look back over my 10 years and thinking right now, I had a woman who probably should have, she, she had cancer three times before the age of 34. And she's been in remission since working with me. And I mean, it's like things like that, that just, it drives me to you know, like, I just love what I do. And sometimes it is hard, you know, all your stages get shut down in the month of March, <laughs> all your contracts stop, right? <laughs> except for your one-on-one, you know, I, I've been coaching online since 2012 all over the world. So that's nice and easy. But yeah, we have to pivot. And that's what we learned. We learned how to pivot. And so I'm grateful, grateful for your podcast. I'm so glad to have a chance to, to work with you. And yeah, thank you. Awesome. Thanks everyone for listening in. I'm definitely going to check out Al's uh, website to dive a little deeper on her 10 second methods. Awesome. Everyone, hope you enjoy this episode. If you do, please share with other people that really would benefit from this as well. And as well as leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. Love to hear how this episode helped you or any other topic that you truly wanted to hear from. So then we can bring the best resources to you. Thank you so much. Enjoy your day. Bye-bye. All right, my friend. How did you love this episode? Make sure to subscribe to our show so you can continue to build your positive intelligence for that beautiful mind of yours to live powerfully and passionate. I know this just the tip of the iceberg. You probably have a lot more questions on actually how do I implement those things into my own life? Well, this is the solution. Joining us inside the private Facebook group Go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Powerful Passionate where I go live weekly to answer any questions that you have and continue to put more resources for you to help you to get to that point. You can be both powerful and passionate where you're no longer working on any mundane work and truly focusing on the things that matter. You can be both powerful and passionate where you can overcome any mental roadblocks keeping you from success. You can be both powerful and passionate where you feel energized from the moment you woke up to the time you go to bed. Join me and together we can create a life where you can be both powerful and passionate.